Hello and welcome to the Pleasure Collective podcast. This podcast will help you to create a desire-driven, pleasure-led life, uncover the absolute gold that exists in your motherhood experience, and create synergy in blending motherhood and business. I'm your host, Regan Fig, wife and mama to three little wildlings, author of A Mother's Pleasure, and coach and mentor to women who want to create what they desire with pleasure. I'm honored to have you invest your time, energy, and attention in listening into the podcast. And I acknowledge the custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded and produced, the Wadi Wadi people of Darawa land. Now let's dive in. Chapter 6. Redefine Desire. Desire is the natural gravitational pull that draws the feminine forward. It is the North Star to her aligned essence and her truth. It is the thing that shepherds her and her family to more of what they came here for. When she allows herself and is supported to lead herself and her family in the path of her desires, she will direct them along a path of her purpose and pleasure, whether consciously or not. Sometimes this desire is a craving for sexual expression and intimacy. Other times we desire days in bed, curled up with our baby, no one else touching us. And yet, I so often hear from mothers that they feel like they have no desire because they don't want to jump their partner's bones. There is desire. It just may have taken on a different form. It is still the natural pull forward along the path of purpose and pleasure. However, if it's not a sexual or ambitious desire, mothers can feel like it's not valid, that it's unworthy or insignificant based on societal ideals and expectations. Here we get to take a look at what we actually desire, redefine what it means for us now in comparison to our past selves or society's expectations and explore ways to activate life force and sexual desire, should that be what we crave. Let desire be your guide. Have you ever allowed your partner to make a final decision that goes against your desires, thinking they might know better, and when it didn't work out, thought, I knew this would happen, and then proceeded to get annoyed about the situation, as a reflection of the frustration towards yourself, because you knew. If you'd done it the way you wanted, it would have worked out. I invite you to see your desires as divine guidance. When we have the resources and opportunities to follow our desires, the puzzle pieces of life tend to slot in together easily. Opportunities arise, shortcuts are revealed, and life runs a little or a lot smoother. But we must be attuned to and value our desires in order to honour them in the first place. Distinguishing Desire and Pleasure In this chapter, we begin the task of learning about our desires. We will learn to honour them and then get to bear witness to what unfolds in our favour for ourselves and our family as a result. In the previous chapter, we began summoning our sensuality, tuning into our senses, letting our desire guide us in exploring with our senses. This chapter, we go bigger. We get really clear about all of our desires, understand why we might not be feeling sexual desire, and give ourselves the grace and opportunity to redefine what desire is for us. When we fall in love, we feel loved, alive, and happy, not just in relation to the person. Our entire life reflects love and becomes brighter, more alive. Similarly, when we explore, follow, and honor our desires, our pleasure isn't just maximized in relation to the things we desire, but streams through into all areas of our life. But first, Just a reminder of the difference between desire and pleasure. Desire is the thing that you want, 
while pleasure is an experience that you have, often in relation to the thing that you want, but not necessarily. For example, you could say that if cake is what you desire, the experience you have when eating the cake is pleasure. A process of elimination. In this chapter, we also look at how becoming a mother and often going through other big transitions or life-changing events brings the opportunity of consciously choosing our cake and eating it too. You may have spent a long time making and eating the same cake, but I wonder how often you consider, is the cake that I'm eating even the cake that I'm enjoying? Now's our chance. What are some of the things that you know for sure you don't want in your life right now? And what in your life does not feel aligned for you right now? We start with these questions because sometimes when we aren't practiced at exploring or even considering what it is we want, it can be easier to determine what it is that we don't want and go from there. I find in my work that it's common for women to be really unsure about what they want. Chances are they've spent years, if not their entire lives, ignoring what it is that they actually want and going about achieving the things they, in quotations, should want instead. Does it feel easier to compile a list of what you, in quotations, should want instead of what you do want? When desires are discarded. Before we can, in quotations, receive like a goddess later in the book, we first need to know what it is that we desire. When we shush, quell, or completely ignore our desires time and time again, we impair our ability to consciously, in quotations, clock our desires. It's like we slowly obscure the communication pathways from our body to our brain that enable us to see, feel, and know what it is we actually desire. Because the thing is, you don't choose your desires, you discover them. Our body is where our desires usually first present themselves. Sometimes it's in our imagination as a want, a craving, a feeling. Some feelings in relation to desire have been villainized. Think about jealousy, envy, greed, lust. Probably not things you would feel proud to share. So on top of being conditioned to put our desires last, or ignore them altogether if they aren't socially acceptable, if our desires evoke feelings that aren't socially acceptable, we will ignore, deflect, suppress, and abandon them further, continuing to interrupt that connection with our body and her messages for us. This is one of the many reasons why kids are so damn awesome. They haven't been conditioned to not want what they want. They are clear about what they want. They're not afraid to acknowledge what they want and take action to get it. There is a defined, clear connect between their desires revealing themselves and the pathway to their pleasures. This allows them to be aware of, acknowledge, and express their heart's desires, and is incredibly useful when it comes to weaving more pleasure into our lives. So what is it that separates us as mothers from our childhood selves, who are likely very clear about their desires? Some of these might feel true for you. Point one, societal, cultural, historical, and familial conditioning. Point two, a lifetime spent learning to be the giver and performing to keep others comfortable. Point three, not feeling worthy, allowed, deserving, or entitled. Point four, feeling desperate to please. Point five, associating giving pleasure with being of value as opposed to receiving. Point six, associate receiving with being frivolous, transactional, selfish, and shameful. Point seven, the desire to be the good mother outweighs all other desires. My hot tip, I've had my time being the good mother. 
it wasn't that fun. Is there anything else that you can add to the list? If we aren't sure what it is we want when it comes to pleasure or anything, how can we seek it, be open to it, invoke it, and ultimately receive it? The Creative Catalyst The divine design of the feminine is to receive, anatomically, emotionally, and energetically. She's also a powerful creator, most effective when driven by desire, not driven by goals, accountability, or willpower. These are more masculine attributes that require a lot of energy. When you rely solely on creating anything from willpower, force, accountability, grit, or in quotations, manning up, you will find yourself in an energy slump, potentially unable to finish the thing you started. Perhaps this is why nature forces us into our feminine in pregnancy, to be skilled and practice at creating in a sustainable way that doesn't burn us out. Our desires lead us to create what we are here to create, whether that be a baby, an outfit, a meal, an offering, an adventure, an event, an artwork, or a community. And through the materialization of our desires, we can experience pleasure. Consider the most recent times in your life when you felt a lack of desire to create, not just art, but anything. Chances are you were feeling low in energy, perhaps low emotionally. Maybe not deep depression, but just a lack of lust for life. When you don't have much desire or inspiration to create anything, it makes everything a little more grey, more boring, more, in quotations, just going through the motions. Whether it be creating a plan for the day, an outfit to wear, a meal, an adventure with the kids, or a new project for work. When we lack desire, we are lacking creative energy or life force energy, which is also sexual energy. When we lack this life force energy, everything is a lot less colourful and a lot less pleasurable. We put on whatever clothes are clean or comfortable instead of creating an outfit that expresses our essence. We throw a thoughtless dinner on the table instead of creating a meal. We put ourselves in close proximity to our loved ones, but aren't present to create deep connection, trust or intimacy. We, in quotations, go through the motions of sex without creating intimacy, arousal, or ecstasy. Do any of these behaviors resonate? Is there anywhere in your life where you feel like you're simply going through the motions without any desire or inspiration? Liberating desire. We now know that we don't choose our desires. Our desires reveal themselves. And following our desires allows us to create pleasure in our lives. But what if our desires aren't revealing themselves to us? What if we don't feel desire in order to follow its direction towards pleasure? This is something I deeply craved the answers to, especially coming out of my postnatal mental health struggles. Not only did I hope to feel into all parts of life again, I wanted to feel the desire to feel into all parts of life again, you know? I didn't just want to spark creativity in life again, I wanted to feel desire for that first. What I discovered was that when I was nourished, nurtured, and supported enough to fill my, in quotations, basic needs cup, it then overflowed into my, quotations, life force energy cup, which is also responsible for sexual energy. It's the one that informs our desire. It makes sense that we need to be full in our basic needs cup first before we can create a baby or anything else. Here, we'll begin to explore how to fill our basic needs cup so that it flows into our life force energy cup igniting desire and creating more pleasure. This will also be helpful in nourishing our nervous system. With our mental load at an all-time high, most of us mothers are moving through our days fueled by coffee and adrenaline. We're constantly stimulating our sympathetic fight-or-flight nervous system, putting us in a survival state, 
where what might have previously turned us on now feels like a threat. This is one of the reasons why the idea of sex with our partner might feel like an attack, even if we know it will be good for us, or it's something we want to want. When we can drop into the parasympathetic nervous system and land in our bodies, advances from our partner, or more broadly, from opportunities in life, might go from repulsive and jarring to something that we start to turn towards, or something that we desire and initiate. Even if our desire doesn't spontaneously switch itself, in quotations, on, we will notice that it becomes more responsive to life. The Basic Needs Cup If you identify as a feminine being at the core, and you've been doing all the things, then you've likely been moving with masculine energy, of which feminine beings have a finite amount. Therefore, you've been unknowingly creating energy leaks and depleting your basic needs cup, and there's no overflow into your life force cup. If you aren't feeling desire at the moment, even for the things that you used to, I invite you to consider and explore the levels of your basic needs cup and how your nervous system is functioning. And if you feel depleted and, in quotations, burnt out, we will explore how to fill this energetic cup and seal some of the leaks so that we can, point one, allow desire to reveal itself, point two, increase the flow of desire, point three, spark creative and life force energy, point four, experience more pleasure. When trying to fill the basic needs cup with things that used to feel good and nurture us, if we aren't conscious, we can end up spending our time, space, energy, and money on activities, outings, people, rituals, and appointments that now leave us feeling unfulfilled, bored, and a little bit depressed. This is likely because we thought we, in quotations, should, because those things used to feel pleasurable to us, because we've lost our connection with our desire. If this resonates with you, know that there's nothing wrong with you. Perhaps you're in the gap between where your desires once were and where they are now. Or perhaps it's a marker that will help you realize your cup is no longer overflowing. Know that this is one of the greatest things about becoming a mama. A beautiful opportunity has been brought to your attention, one that you can now explore for deeper enrichment of your life and relationships. A process of discovery. Before I became a mother, I thought I was well-equipped to nurture myself, fill my cup, and ensure I felt resourced. I had a great collection of self-care practices for when my baby arrived. There were a few problems with this situation, though. The first was that I was policing myself in an attempt to be the perfect mother. This meant prioritizing everything else over the things that filled my basic needs cup, which prevented overflow into my life force energy cup. What I also hadn't taken into account was that many of the things that had created overflow previously didn't fit easily into the throes of early motherhood, and even the ones that did no longer felt all that fulfilling. My wants had kind of changed. I'd gone through such a big transition and an ego death and was in a place where I had the opportunity to redefine my desires. I witnessed this in my work when clients are doing all of the things they think they, in quotations, should do and all of the things they used to enjoy and are often left feeling unfulfilled. Like the time that they were finally able to use to create some overflow for themselves was, in quotations, wasted on things that just felt like another tick off the to-do list. When we move through matrescence, the process from maiden to mother, our values shift to include a whole new little person or persons in our life, whom a lot of our energy, time, and attention goes to. This makes us more conscious of how we allocate the energy, time, and attention we have left. 
If we have been pregnant, there are bodily changes that happen, as well as the shift in our identity, from who we were to who we are now. Not only has a child been brought into your life, but a new version of you has been brought to life. And this new you has new desires to be discovered. So let's go find them. First, we'll play with a practice that builds strong body-to-brain communication pathways so that we can feel what it is we do and don't desire. Then we'll spark desire from filling that basic needs cup. Activity 1. Discerning Desire As often as possible, when making decisions, ask your body yes-slash-no questions about what she wants and listen to what she has to say and how she says it. Start with what it is she wants to eat and drink and then move into other areas of your life. Offer your body the opportunity to choose and you might be surprised with what she desires. At breakfast, holding the eggs in your hands, ask her, do you want eggs today? No? Peanut butter toast then? Yes. Do you want coffee? Do you feel like taking the kids to the beach today? Do you want to have a quiet day? You might find it eye-opening to discover that the coffee or wine or chocolate or whatever it is that you thought you couldn't stop consuming because you liked it so much or thought your body needed it isn't what your body wants at all. No. If a to-do list feels like a get-to-do list, you know it is driven by desire. Activity 2. Igniting Desire Let's create your unique feel-good guide. This will help you explore what it is that creates overflow of your basic needs cup into your life force cup. We will spark desire to lead us to our pleasure. It means we'll get to know ourselves on a deeper level. Be open, be curious. Treat this as an exploration of what it is that you truly desire. Not the shoulds, not the standard, not the societal norms your unique desires. Simply begin a list of all the things that feel good for you. Keep adding to it over days and weeks until you have a really comprehensive list to pick and choose from as you please. Every time you are enjoying yourself, notice what it is you're doing and put it in your feel-good guide, as well as the things you know feel good. We'll add more to this list in the next chapter too. Be aware of and record what is pleasurable for you now as you move through your days. It's worthwhile to include as many items as you can that can be done with your children or while working, if that's how you spend a lot of your time. These don't need to be grand activities or adventures. It could be really simple things that take minimal time where you don't have to leave your home. The more accessible they are to you in whatever season you're in, the better. While regular bushwalks with your bub in a carrier, for example, are awesome, grounding your bare feet in the earth for your morning coffee or lying on a rug looking up at the sky are things that can be easily woven through your life regularly and therefore can top up your basic needs cup more regularly. Quote, Let desire be your guide. All right, my love, before I wrap up this episode, listen in because I have an epic freebie coming in January. It's called The Motherload and it's all about uncovering the absolute gold that already exists in your motherhood experience. It's a week-long journey live with me to strike gold in motherhood. Not by getting lucky, not by trying harder or getting more organized, not by changing your children's behavior or your personal circumstances. We uncover the gold that's already there for you to feel alive and lighter and soothed and in total reverence of the riches in your life. It's completely free and you'll leave with tangible treasure finding skills and practical simple strategies. 
Make sure you go to the show notes for the sign up link. Again, it's completely free and you're invited. It's been my pleasure to offer my book to you in a really accessible way. If you're loving the podcast and audiobook episodes, please do me a massive favor and share it with a friend or on your socials and leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. You can also order a Have In Your Hands copy from any good bookstores or your favorite bookselling online retailer. In pleasure. Bye for now.